My name's Paul Murphy and over the last two decades, one thing has constantly intrigued me. How do we get a consistent flow of targeted traffic to generate incredible profits and at the same time set up processes and systems that remove all the stresses and headaches that come with online marketing? Together, we will discover the unknown strategies that exist right now on how to set up powerful marketing systems that allow us to turn our businesses around fast and give us the power to not live life on someone else's terms that we never signed up for in the first place, but have the lives we always dreamed of. Traffic's the question, and this podcast will give you the solutions. Now, on with today's episode. Hey, what's up, everyone? How's it going? Hope you're all having an amazing week, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about um, titles of videos today. Because um, with our ATS Quantum, um, I get to work really closely, sort of one-to-one with people. I actually used to do one-to-one work um, about three years ago. I was working one-to-one with clients before we came out with our first um, ATS Academy, which was actually originally called um, Affiliate Tube Success Premium. And then we changed it to ATS Academy. Uh, I I can't remember why. Maybe just because I like the word Academy better than Premium, right? And then, um, yeah, and then obviously I was all in with my students, so I never got to, because we've got 12,000 students, I never really got to work one-to-one with my students and actually watch the videos and do, you know, really go deep. So we came up, uh, last year we came up with Quantum, right? And um, at the moment we've got, we've got about 20 uh, odd people enrolled, but um, we've only got about 16 people active because a lot of people enrolled last year, right? So so we get I get the opportunity to really work closely one to one with uh with with students right and a lot comes out of this right because I get to look at the videos and you know I can kind of see at a glance certain things that I would do right and I can impart that with my students and give them some ideas now one of the things that come up yesterday was like we were working on somebody's title of their video right and I want to kind of talk about titles. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the metrics, the main metrics of a video. And in the next few videos, I think I'm going to go through each one of those metrics and things that you can do, because I think that will really help you guys, right? But um, but just as an overview, like, as a, like if I zoom out at a 20,000-foot view, right? First of all, Google and YouTube, right? If you want to rank a video on the front page of Google and YouTube, they're going to be looking for a couple of things for them to rank it and keep it there. Now, back in the day, we used to have to do like backlinks and things like that on websites, but that's not how Google and YouTube work. They basically just want to create a great user experience. So at the end of the day, your video is going to show up if it meets a couple of metrics. Now, those two metrics, the two main metrics are click-through rate and watch time, right? And I'll explain why those two things are. And then what we'll do today is I'm going to talk about like how you can what you can think about with your titles, right? And what you can do with your titles. So click-through rate, um, a good metric is 5% and above, right? So what that means is is that um, somebody puts a search term in Google or YouTube, they see your thumbnail or that your, your video and they click it. And if over 5% of people that have seen your video come up in the searches, click it, then Google thinks that that's doing pretty well and then it's it's going to give it loads of love and it's going to keep the rankings there, right? So that's one good metric. 
But obviously, what we can do with titles, what we can do with our videos is obviously make them really attractive for people. But when they click it, they could click away, right? So Google has another metric because they want to make sure that people are in the right place, right? So what they want to do is they want to look at the watch time. And what they do is they look at 50% of the way through, right? And that gives them a good indicator that somebody, if they're staying for at least 50% of the way through, that they're in the right place, right? So we've given them something sexy to look at, you know, to click like with the title and the thumbnail, but they haven't disappeared, right? So that's the second metric they look at. And 50% is a good rule of thumb. I mean, you can get away with less. You can get away with, I've actually got videos that have got less and still ranked. But Google is looking at that as a sort of overall metric, right? And it's because they obviously want to make sure that people are in the right place, right? So kind of those are two main metrics. And those are the real main things you want to think about with YouTube videos for ranking, right? Click-through rate and metrics. Now, there's obviously lots of things you can do. You can make your, there's things you can do with a thumbnail, which I'll cover in another video. There's things you can do with obviously your content. But what I normally do is the first thing I will do is I will map out the content I'm going to create, right? This problem I'm going to solve or, or the, you know, or the video that I need to make. And then I'm going to do two things. I'm going to create a thumbnail that's going to get some intrigue. And like I say, I'll talk about that in another video, but I'm also going to make sure that the title is in inverted commas sexy. And what I mean by sexy is that it gets the job done. Because what happens is, is that when someone puts a search term in, they're going to they're going to see your video, right? The first thing is they'll see the thumbnail. So that's the first actual thing. But then they're going to read the title. They're going to read to see whether it you know, so the eye goes straight to the thumbnail and it goes to the title. It's kind of automatic, right? So we want to make sure the title's sexy. Now, what a lot of people do is that they, especially if they're trying to rank a video, is they're just going to stuff loads of keywords in the title. And you think that's going to work, but it's going to have a counter effect because the fact is, is that even though you're trying to get all the keywords in, if nobody's clicking it through, Google's going to drop it like a lead balloon, right? So we don't, that is, that's not going to work. So we, whilst we do have to put keywords in the title, we still have to make them sexy, right? We still have to make them interesting. So what I want to do is go through a few things that you can do with your titles. So first of all, does it read with? Does it read well based on what they've searched for? I know that sounds really like kind of crazy, but I've seen people put "make money on YouTube without subscribers." And then another keyword, then another keyword, then another keyword, right? And it's just kind of stuffed with lots of stuff. And if people read stuff that they don't understand, they're not going to click it, right? So it's not going to work anyway, right? So, you know, what I like to think about is, um, uh, is it a common objection that somebody has straight away that we can deal with, right? So if somebody's putting in, for instance, like, for instance, um, uh, how to make money on YouTube. Let's just use that as a general as a general term, right? So say that was the keyword, right? That we're trying to rank for. How to make money on YouTube, right? So I would put something like six ways to make money on YouTube that you, it, even when you've tried everything, right? Because what we've done there is with people have gone, well, I've heard them all before, right? You know, I'm looking for this and I'm still, I'm going to get the same stuff I always get. So we want to try and appeal to their common objection, something that's going on in their mind, Right. Or you could just pose a question. Right, with one of my students yesterday, they were actually getting somebody to fill out a form for something, right? And that form was basically going to lead them to make a sale for something 
down the road, right? I'm obviously not going to go into too much details just to respect one of our um, inner circle students, right? But basically, but what I was suggesting with them is like saying, um, how much how much do you qualify for in a question mark, right? So they've got the keyword of the thing that they're searching for and then and then posing a question like, how much do you qualify for? Because what happens is, is that we're not asking them to, like we can say, take the survey, take the quiz, and people do respond to instructions. There is actually an element of people that will respond to that. But there's going to be an element of people that say, well, maybe I'll take the quiz. I don't know. I'm not sure right now. But if we pose a question, then, then they're on the video, right? So because it happens in a split second in the brain, because we're posing something that they want to know the answer to, right? So it's creating that little bit of intrigue. So it's like, how, um, ha- have you, um, how much do you qualify for? Question mark. And it's like, well, I don't know. I want to find out, right? So it kind of, if you think about that, if that question was given to you and it was related to the thing you were searching for, would you click the video, right? And if the answer is yes, then you're on to a winner because cause it, cause that, that's all it takes, right? Just something very fast that's in the title that's going to get them and a bit of intrigue, a bit of kind of like asking them about their common objection or something like that is a good thing, right? Also, you know, sometimes putting emojis getting their attention works as well but again I don't overdo that right because you can put emojis in videos uh, and also um you know you know have you tried everything else or number step number six is unknown or something like that again creating some intrigue right so something that's going to like if you read it and you think I want to know then usually if you want to know, they're going to want to know, and then it's going to get your click-through rate through the roof. And the reason I do that after I've created the video is obviously I'm making it relevant to that video, which means that we're going to get the watch time, right? Because if we create if we create the, the title and the thumbnail first and then create the video, um, then obviously we, we would have to just make sure that the video is basically related to that. So I usually do it the other way around. I make sure that the video is created first and then create the thumbnail and the title. So, yeah, create some intrigue. Make sure that the title is sexy and it reads well. And don't make it too long because it will trail off. You can't read the entire title in a lot of devices, right? Um, So the longer you make the title, sometimes that can be a good thing because sometimes you can't read it all and you need to click the video to find out. But sometimes it doesn't. It it has the adverse effect. People can't understand what the video is about. They just look at the next one, right? So you want to be careful with that, right? So you want to make sure that you kind of keep them short, sharp, and to the point. And, but you do want to include the keyword. Now, you don't have to include the keyword exactly word for word. As long as the keyword's in there, Google will get it, right? Because we've, what we've done with the rest of the video is we've tagged it and let Google know. So the, key, the keyword does need to be in the title. And people always say to me, does the keyword have more weight if it's at the front of the title or the back? In, in all honesty, it does have a little bit more weight if it's, if it's front-loaded, but I would much rather make sure that people are clicking it and have that keyword in there somewhere than worrying about front loading it. Because again, if people don't click it, it's irrelevant anyway, if that makes sense. So yeah, so create a bit of intrigue, make it a little bit sexy. Sometimes use emojis, like some fire emojis, something like that. Um, get your keyword in there that you, that you want to rank for. Um, but you can split it up and move it around. That's absolutely fine because I would much rather have it looking clickable than 
just stuffing loads of stuff in there because people are going to read it and if they, it doesn't make sense, they won't click it, right? Um, and yeah, so hopefully there's some good tips there, guys. Hopefully there's some good things you can think about. But posing questions with common objections is my favourite. That's the one I really like because, you know, like, have you thought of everything else? Have, you know, how much do you qualify for? You know, like posing a question that you know they're kind of already asking themselves really draws them in because it's kind of like makes people think, right? And if somebody has to think for a split second, they want to find out the answer and then it's like straight on the video. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it for today, guys. Hopefully you got some good tips there and I'll catch you on the next episode. If you are tired of paying for ads that do not deliver and you need to reach a super targeted audience, driving them direct to your products and services with free targeted evergreen traffic on Google and YouTube, then our gold membership is designed specifically to help you get results fast by claiming your first free Google ads. Now, the great thing is, is that your first two weeks are completely free. To get started, head over to iservefirst.com. That's iservefirst.com. Links in the show notes. And you'll be able to start driving 100% free targeted traffic to your business today.